to me, moderation is key for a lot of things in life, and I really think it's true with social media. Today, we're talking about being present and aware about how your social media consumption makes you feel and also how to use it with intention and pay attention to how much time you're on it. I think we've all looked up and realized we've just spent two or three hours accidentally scrolling social media when we should really be sleeping or working or spending time with our family. And while I think it's a great way to get ideas and learn more about things you love and it can be so inspiring, it can also make us feel badly about our own lives if we allow ourselves to compare what we're doing to what we see other people doing on social. And it's just so easy to get sucked in and get addicted to it and spend more time on it than we want to. So today, I'm sharing some important facts about social media and lots of tips for how to use social media in the most healthy way. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. Today we are talking about how to be awesome at consuming social media in a healthy way. I think that this is one of those topics that is definitely worth hitting pause on life for a couple minutes to think about and be aware of. And I think this is a really, I mean, this is definitely going to be an ongoing topic for the rest of our lives. And if you have children, I think it's one of those things that's important to figure out for yourself so you can model it for them because they are going to have this struggle so much more than I did, our generation, my generation did, just because they're growing up with it. I mean, I didn't even have a cell phone when I started driving. And, you know, they are looking at social media at such a young age. So thinking about social media and thinking about it in a positive way. I really try to approach things in life and on this podcast with a positive approach based on facts and based on research. And also based on reading lots of different opinions and kind of bringing together a summary of that. And I think what will bring the most value to the most people listening. So let's get right into some facts. Let's really kind of be honest with ourselves and um, with, you know, with the world looking at social media in general and what that looks like. So 3 billion people are on social media. And out of those 3 billion people, 210 million people are said to have social media addictions. 210 million people worldwide. Now, of course, different studies are going to say different things. I looked up quite a few studies and this was kind of like the middle range. All these facts, because the numbers are going to vary a little bit. And I think so many of these things, it's impossible to know exactly But just think about that. 3 billion people are on social and 210 million are said to have social media addictions. Facebook has 1.4 billion active users daily. So that means every day, 1.4 billion people log on and are active on Facebook. That's crazy. Now, some of the downsides, depression and sleep. 
So a study in 2018 found that teens who spend five hours per day using their phones were twice as likely to have depressive symptoms than teens who were only on their phones for an hour a day. So one hour a day versus five hours a day, twice as likely to have depressive symptoms. Now sleep. I have a big sleep podcast coming. I just, this is one of those things that I want to research and listen to for like a couple months before doing the podcast because it's so big and so complicated. But I think a big part of our sleep issues in the in society right now are because of social media. 71% of Americans sleep with or next to their phone and 47 million people in America do not get enough sleep. And of course, exposure to screens before bed is said to be a huge factor in sleep issues and sleep disorder and every single study Um, that I read shows that people who use their phone less in bed and less at night and who do not have their phones next to them have a lot less sleeping issues and they get more sleep. So we know phone near you as you sleep, not great. um, Phone last thing before you go to bed, first thing in the morning, not great. I think for so many different ways, but for this specifically, in your amount of sleep, and in your quality of sleep. And last fact, 50% of people in 2021 are said to be driving while checking social media on their phones. So lots to to kind of dive into there. And I bring it up again just to be honest and just to be transparent and to make us hit pause and think about – which of these we're doing and what we can improve on, how we can be better. I think that so many things in life become a routine and we just kind of do them because we've we've done them or we get comfortable in a habit. And sometimes I've realized in my own life, if I don't like, oh wait, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I just kind of formed a habit and so now I do it. And it takes some self-control at first, of course, to reverse the habit. But I think just being aware of what you're doing and what you want to do less of or what you want to do more of or how things are affecting you is really key. So first, we're going to get into tips, tips from social media experts and things that I've learned in my own life. And then also, we're going to get into things to be mindful of on social media, to have the healthiest relationship with social media. So it is bringing you, for the most part, 99% of the time, inspiration and joy. And it's connecting you with friends, maybe friends that you've had for a long time or a short time, or even people that you don't know. I did a podcast a little while ago about creating your inner circle. And a part of that podcast was um, about the fact that now with social media and how incredible, what an incredible resource it is, you can be quote unquote friends with someone you don't know at all and they can inspire you and motivate you. And I really think you can make them a part of your inner circle by consuming their content. And it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who, you know, has this big business idea or this big famous motivator. I think it can just be real people that somehow speak to you and inspire you and make you feel good in some way. And I think that is after reading lots and lots of things about what people think about social media and healthy consumption, that's really one of the biggest takeaways that I found is just being 
Like keep your eyes open. Don't just scroll social media and numb out on it. But be aware of how it's actually affecting you. Like, is it making you come home and be excited to whip up a new recipe because you're you're following food bloggers and that's interesting to you? Perfect. That's a positive. Is it making you have new ideas of things to do with your toddler? So you're making your own Play-Doh and that's really rewarding and fulfilling. Or maybe it's inspiring you to get on a workout routine that you've been wanting to do and motivate you, or maybe you follow someone that does specific workouts every day so it keeps you accountable and keeps fitness different. There are thousands of ways, I think, that social media can bring bring joy, bring inspiration, um, especially right now during COVID when I think that we could all use some creative ideas, how to do activities with lots of things closed, like movie theaters and gyms and a lot of things that we would normally be doing. I think that social media can be such a great resource for getting new ideas for so many different things that can add value to our lives. You know, sometimes you wake up on a Saturday morning and you're like, well, I don't, you know, I just, I barely got through the week. I don't even know what I want to do. I think that social media can be so interesting if you're looking at other people's lives and you're like, oh, that's such a great idea. Um, I want to take my family out and do something similar to that. I think that is such a healthy way to approach social media. And in a perfect world, that's how it would happen all the time. But I think what we all know, if we're being honest, is it's so easy to get on social media and see what we know is kind of the highlights of people's lives. A lot of people are very honest and transparent and vulnerable and showing their flaws, which I think is so amazing. But even in that, we're still showing our happiest moments. So I think it's so important to go into your social media time knowing that you're looking at people's highlights. You're looking at 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 the best. And while some people can show kind of kinks in their armor, for the most part, people are trying to keep it light and fun and inspiring in some way. So I think that it's important to be mindful of how it's affecting you and don't go on when you're having bad days or like limit it. Because it's very easy to go on and compare what you're doing to what someone else is doing or what someone else has or the stuff or what you think is the perfect vacation, the perfect kids or the perfect house or the perfect organization or whatever it is. I think we just have to really give ourselves grace and understand they have bad days too. They're just probably not showing up on social media to show it. I think with social media and in life, you should put your mental health first and pay attention to the conversation that's going on in the, in your head and the words that are coming out of your mouth and just being super intentional with it and taking a step back when you need to. And I think for the most part, it should be enhancing your life, connecting with friends and inspiring. I've known people who have taken a big step back for a a chunk of time, more than a day or two, because it's just for whatever reason, it was bringing them down and making that, you know, bringing negative feelings most days versus positive feelings. So I always think your mental health is the most important and we have to protect it. We have to, we have to, it's our own job to keep our mental health as positive as possible. And I'm not saying this in like a, I don't know, an unrealistic way, like everything's positive. We all have 
have tough days. But you know when you just have those like bummer of a days when maybe you feel like you've hit rock bottom or maybe you haven't and you just like five things happen, like little things and you're just like irritated and grumpy and off. I just think those are the days when you focus on your tense, you get outside, you go for a walk, you call someone, you give yourself some time that you wouldn't normally, like maybe you get a facial or Maybe you do an hour of stretching that you would normally do, or you call someone or just something to like change it up. I think that we, you know, sit in bed or we sit in our corner and we scroll because it's comfortable and we kind of just want to hermit. But I think that it's very easy for that to make you feel more of what you're feeling on those bummer days. I know some days, um, especially through COVID, I, we're all working through different things or different emotions. And some days I didn't even feel like podcasting and I had a podcast do, and I just kind of, um, focused on clarity and mental health and the positive of the day. And some days I was on social more than others, but I really feel like, um, if you find that it's not affecting you in a positive way, even for a short period of time, Um, making yourself, having that self-control and making yourself kind of pull back from it can just be so valuable. And then when you do feel like you're in a better headspace to go back into it, it can be inspiring and rewarding again. I just think it's so important. Okay, here are the tips. These are the tips that I read from experts and the tips like, I mean, there are thousands of tips, but here are the tips that I think are the most practical and tactical Like I always say on this podcast, give me a hack. Like give me something that when I'm going about my busy life, I'm going to think, oh, I remember that hack or, oh, I'm catching myself doing this and that's not actually what I want to be doing. First tip, don't even open it up when you're spending time with people that you love, that you want to be spending time with. Now listen, sometimes on a weekend, we've you know had the family meal and you've watched a movie together, you've done all the things. Then of course, if, the, if that's the way you're going to decompress and relax, perfect. But you know how sometimes it's just such a habit to open up social. Sometimes we'll be finishing up dinner and you're sitting around the table with your favorite people. And maybe you only have like actual dedicated time, like an hour a day with them on busy days and school days and work days. And I think it's so easy just to pop open social as a habit. But if you're really being intentional with it, these are your moments with your people. That's not the moment that you want to actually be spending on social. Every expert who talks about um, planning your day and having a good morning routine and all that stuff says, Do not open up social first thing in the morning because it just sets you up to be reactive rather than proactive. And, you know, I read something really interesting that was like, picture a middle schooler. And what if you had that middle schooler scroll social media 30 minutes every morning, every every day before he or she went to school? And then you told them, go to school and be your best self and be positive and be your most confident self and go. They were like, this would be impossible because you've just opened it up and comparing your things to other things and it's just not the way to start the day and you're not starting the day with your own thoughts. It's more like other people's thoughts and it's like brain overload. You know, you scroll and you're in someone's baby shower and then you're at someone's pool and then you're at someone's awesome new pair of shoes. It's just a lot, especially in the morning. I think that social media should be used as your entertainment and your relaxation. So I try to do it in limited amounts of time 
when I would be watching TV or whatever else is my entertainment relaxation time. And I'll use time blocking. So I'll say, okay, well, I... My kids are at an activity and I finished this that I need to do. So I'm just going to set a timer for 30 minutes. 30 minutes, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to catch up on my DMs. I'm going to see what people I love are doing on social. Uh, But 30 minutes, that's it. From this time to this time. Sometimes I'll have somewhere I have to be. But other times I'm just like, nope, I'm just going to use this 30 minutes of downtime however I want on social and then I'm off. And that's really helped me also not just go in like this endless scroll or like this deep dive where all of a sudden you're at some like blogger you love and then you're on her sister's page and then someone else makes makes bracelets and then before you know it, you're like, oh my God, it, I, it's two in the morning. Like how did, I, how did I scroll for so long? So I love time blocking and I love to set a timer if you need to, to literally be intentional about how much time you're spending. Turn off your notifications. This is such a big one that almost every social media expert said because that brings you on social throughout the day because you see something pop up, you click on it, now you're on social. Turn off all those notifications. They can wait until you are intentionally logging onto social media and checking all of them because we just want to remove that temptation and that distraction from pinging us throughout the day. Another tip, if you are on social for business, then set up posts ahead of time so that it's not bringing you to the app for long periods of time, like during the day when you have your prime time, when you have your most energy, you know, say you go to post at 9am for your business. And before you know it, it's been two hours because you went to go post, but then you scrolled and then you're looking. I think that if you can set, set up some posts ahead of time, either in an app or in just the draft section on Instagram or whatever platform you're on. I think that is one of the most efficient ways that you can approach social media. Because I know a lot of people are like, listen, I need to be on social media for business and networking and for work. So I think that if you treat that like other parts of your business where you're very intentional with it and organized and you do it ahead of time. Also, I never post in real time. So I love taking pictures. I would take pictures, the same amount of pictures and video for the most part if social media didn't exist. Even sometimes if I'm if I'm talking about something and I flip the camera around and I'm talking, first of all, I do one shot. I mean, unless I like really stutter or something that would be super annoying to people. I do one shot. I am not going for perfection. I'm just going, I'm just, I do it. I put it out there and I just don't take it too seriously. And I never, for the most part, post in real time, like never pictures. I'll take all the pictures, live the experience with whoever I'm with. And then later when I have downtime, I'll kind of go through, sort it, and post it. But I think that if you can try to not post in real time, it allows you to not get kind of sucked into the whole like taking pictures for social media. I really try to approach it where I'm just taking pictures of things that I would in life anyways. And then when I have downtime, I kind of sort out and figure out what I want to post. Another big one, you can't let the negativity and the trolls affect you. I think that this goes along with a lot of the hard part about mentally balancing social media is we get fired up. People who don't know us are allowed into our world and in a way that's crazy. I've gotten to a point and it's taken a while to where I just know that my opinion of myself is the most important and the people I love and the people that are closest to me, of course, I care what they think. But anyone else, especially people I don't know, it just doesn't affect me. In fact, I feel badly that 
um, they are, they're sad. They have to have a sad life if they're going to take the time to consume my content and leave something mean or nasty. But I think um, that's just one tip that had to be mentioned in this podcast because um, I know that trolls on social media can be so mean and so awful and it can affect people so much. So top tip, do not let the trolls affect you. You have to go into social media knowing that if you put yourself out there, there are going to be people who put negativity towards you and you just can't let it affect you. I'm telling you, if you are intentional with your use on social media and you approach it with a positive attitude and you set aside time and you time block and you don't you don't allow yourself to spend too much time, think about the habits that you're doing now and you know, kind of where you kind of where you want to be with your relationship with social media. What joy it brings to your life, what negativity it brings to your life and make the adjustments. I think this is one of those things that, like I said, is always going to be evolving, but it's something that we should really be intentional with and use to our benefit to bring happiness and joy and not stress and anxiety and sadness. It is such an interesting platform, and I think that if used the right way, it can bring so much to our lives. So, That's it. That's all I got about social media. Please let me know what you learned about this episode and always what you would like to hear more from. And listen, I can't wait to connect with you on social media. I I love that it gives us a way to connect and connect with different people who you have similarities to and you have tips for, you learn things from. I think it's so cool. But I think we have to be very careful about how we invite it in to our lives and into our world every day. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.